This is Eshan Akins, and welcome to Two Guys in a Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Eshan Akins is back. We're here to follow up on our previous episode, folks. Uh, you know, last week we talked about uh, kind of the 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 more depth into the death of family gathering and uh, some of the gripes we have around the holiday season. Jason, let's share with our friends today the solutions that we have. All right, that sounds great, Ish. Um, yeah, we we felt like this was a good two parter. Um, a lot of times we want to gripe and fuss about things, but really what we should be doing is looking for the solutions to how to deal with those things. So uh, we have a counter list to our list of gripes uh, for this holiday season. We'd like to share those with you, and I'll go ahead and start us off, Mr. Esch. Sounds great, brother. All right. Well, the first thing we talked about uh, in our last podcast episode uh, was stressful conversations. And we had said those things can range from anything from politics to family uh, issues from the past to um, uncomfortable questions about what you're doing with your life and, and why don't you do this, why don't you do that. Um, in anything like that, uh, it can be somebody baiting you into a conversation, you know, cause they, they, they just want to really argue. They want to get into it. And, um, one of, the, one of the things, the first thing that pops out, uh, as far as dealing with that is just try to prepare yourself to steer clear of those conversations. Am I right? You're absolutely right, Jason. I think, uh, the best, especially during the holidays and at family gatherings, hey, let's let's avoid those situations. Let's not uh, let's not start asking cousin Billy, hey, what are you doing with your life at a family gathering or, or at Christmas or Thanksgiving, whatever have you? Let's just be thankful and be happy that we're getting to spend the time with our families. Absolutely, just try to enjoy the moment and live in the present. You know, don't ask somebody why haven't you had any kids. Don't ask somebody. Why do you keep having kids? And whatever the hell you do, don't well, you know, start that's a, talking politics. Jason, that's a question I get a lot. You know, you know when are you going to stop having kids? Because I've got some. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> and it looks like never. I mean, that, you know, that's kind of how it looks, Jason. Uh, you know, I've, got, I've, I've got six now. Why stop there, huh? Exactly, man. I mean, you're feeling a pretty good team now. That's right. <laughs> and yeah, you're right, buddy. You know, politics is never a good thing to get into a conversation in at a family gathering. Uh, oh God! O- no. Obviously, you know, a lot of families are divided on political views, and uh, right. And, and if they're not divided, there's always that one person that disagrees with everybody else. And it's oh, just, it's going to cause for an uncomfortable situation. Absolutely. And even, even within party lines, you're going to have, even if your whole family say Republicans, even within party lines, you're going to have differences of opinions on how things are handled. At, exactly. And what were we always taught growing up? You don't talk about religion and you don't talk about politics. That's exactly right, Jason. You know, just let that dog lie there. 
Um, let's see. Another another tip for dealing with uh, particularly family gatherings, and this is something that I know you, you and I both talked about. We generally know going into it what to expect from different people in, in, in different situations. Well, go ahead and rehearse those things in your mind and say, okay, well, if this comes up, how am I going to deal with this? Or if so-and-so's acting like this, how am I going to deal with it? Go over it in your head and kind of prepare yourself for the worst. So that way you already have kind of a game plan as to how to avoid conflict. And you might be pleasantly surprised that you that it doesn't happen. Absolutely. Because if you go in kind of prepared for that stressful situation, you've already got in your mind that you're going to kind of just kind of let it roll off your back. So that's a, that's a great approach. I mean, rehearse it in your head on how things are going to play out. Exactly. Exactly. Just be ready for that. Um, another thing we talked about, and, and this is particular to families and, and everybody or, or most people know what we're talking about with this subject, but uh, be prepared and understand that you may walk in there and the issues of favoritism may rear their ugly head. Absolutely. And in a lot of families, uh, you know, I, I personally in my family, we don't experience that. Uh, we're either all loved or we're all hated. I, I don't know which, which is the best <laughs> way to look at it. Uh, it's one uh, way or the other. It's exactly, it's one way though. And you see that a lot in families where, uh, say one grandparent will show favoritism toward, you know, one of the kids or, or one of the grandkids and stuff like that. And they'll get better gifts or, or whatever have you. You see that in a lot of families. You do, you do. And, and I think you have to get to a point where you just kind of settle it in your own mind and say, okay, there's nothing I can do about this. This is that person's decision to be that way and back up away from it. And, and one way of dealing with that is to look for the kid that everybody ignores or for that family member that may kind of be the one kind of off to their self or not quite as uh, noticed um, within the group and make it a point to give them some time. You're absolutely right, Jason. Uh, you know, it's, it's a shame to be the least favorite in the room, especially at a family gathering. Oh, yeah. I've been that guy. <laughs> you know, who hadn't at some point? Uh, <laughs> point. <laughs> I th you know, I think, uh, I think during the holidays and family gatherings, everybody should be on an equal playing field. I do there too. shouldn't be, there shouldn't be any favorites shown in my opinion. I do too, because that ends up having ramifications that go on for a lifetime. Absolutely, and that kind of stuff can affect somebody for a lifetime. Oh, it definitely can. It, it can be an underlying resentment, and it can damage relationships. Absolutely, and you don't want to, I mean, you don't want to go through life uh, resenting, say, a grandparent for showing favoritism toward your younger brother or older brother, and then when it gets time, you know, your, your grandparents pass on, that you kind of regret holding that grudge against them and not spending that quality time with them. Exactly. Exactly. All right. The next one we had was, um, well, it was, it had to do with baggage and uh, basically it was understanding that 
whenever you go in, whether it's at a, a Christmas party at work or if it's a Christmas party with the church group or if it's a family gathering, you're carrying your own baggage in there and you may misinterpret or prejudge someone or everyone. So you've got to try to clear that out of your head and don't, we're, we're not saying, we're not trying to counter what we're saying. Be prepared, but don't go in ready for battle. You're absolutely right, Jason. Um, you know, you can't let, when you go into a family gathering, you can't let what's going on in your personal life affect what's going to go on at the family gathering. Yeah, somebody may bring up, you know, something negative that's going on in your life, but you don't have to let that dictate your attitude during the family gathering. Absolutely not. It's, um, you, you want to be really careful with that because, you, you know, you've heard the old term, well, you, you, you're acting like you're acting like you've got your, your butt on your shoulders. And, um, you know, people can sense anger. They can sense negativity. And it just kind of has its own force that, that sometimes causes an equal and opposite reaction when that should never have happened. Absolutely, Jason. And like you said, you know, don't go in bringing your bad attitude because your personal life, you know, may not be going the way you want it to. Because you want to go into this family gathering or Christmas, what your holiday, whatever have you, mm-hmm. and be able to enjoy the time you're spending with the people you're there to join time with. Because let's face it, Jason, these people that at these family gatherings and, and holidays, they're not always going to be there. That's exactly right, and it's going to, and it'll be soon. It'll be sooner than you think. Oh yeah, it happens. You know, in the, in the blink of an eye, it just yeah, yeah. You, you every one minute everybody's together, and then one minute you turn around and you say, "Where is half of the people?" Yeah, I mean, you never know. You know, grandparents obviously, you know, they're older, and we don't we don't want to rush rush them away. But their their time is is a lot closer than ours. And even if it's not an older person, say cousin Johnny gets in a car wreck and dies, yeah, hey, that might. Yeah, that family gathering may be the last time you see cousin Johnny. Exactly, exactly. So, just trying to appreciate people for who they are and accept that that's who they are, and don't worry about trying to change them because you're not going to be able to. Just accept that that's who they are and see if you can find the good and the unique parts of them, and the rest of it just leave it to the side. It's at least till after the holidays, right? Absolutely, Jason. Uh, go into your family gathering. Have a good time with your family. Put differences aside, whatever have you aside. Enjoy the time. And if you still want to hate each other after the holidays, more power to you. <laughs> that might be the best statement of the night. Um, <laughs> more power to you. Um, you know, uh, some of the things, too, say you're there, you're, you're in the situation. And, um, and and like we said, this could be a family gathering or it could be some other type of Christmas or a New Year's Eve gathering. And you're starting to feel that stress and you're starting to feel boxed in or kind of a little bit irritated towards someone or something that's going on. Do you think that using breathing techniques to kind of calm yourself down and maybe going and getting away from everybody? You know, some people go take a smoke break. But just taking taking a time out to walk outside, get away from everybody, and kind of chill out. Do you think that would help, Jason? You know, I think that's a great idea. You know, 
Go to the bathroom and take a dump if you need to. You know, sometimes that clears the mind, clears the soul. It clears everything. <laughs> it definitely, definitely um, clears, yeah, it clears everything. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Um, you know, one thing that, that popped up here that um, was very interesting to me was, you know, do not fall in the trap of comparing your family or Christmas gatherings or your lack of Christmas gatherings to other people, particularly what you see on social media. Absolutely. I mean, uh, go into a family gathering with a mindset that everybody's on an equal playing field, so to say. Right. Right. And I, I think that really, you know, that, that would keep things like that from happening at family gatherings. I, I do too. And, and, and try not to, you know, you know how it is when you're looking on Facebook, everybody puts the, I mean, the, the grandest picture forward. They couldn't be happier. Things couldn't be any more wonderful. And sometimes you look at that and then you look at your situation, you look at your family or, or whatever you think, wait a second, why can't we be more like them? Well, you don't really know if half of what you're seeing on social media is just bull jive anyway. You're absolutely right. Most of it's bull jive, let's face it. And every family has a different family dynamic and how they function. You know, the way my family functions and the way your family functions may be totally different. Exactly. And that doesn't make anyone better or worse. You know, uh, just because everybody's got the most perfect Christmas picture and, oh, it just looks wonderful and they, they've got a, a hundred people there. Well, you know what? That doesn't mean that you're gathering with two or three people. As long as you're, you guys are happy and enjoying each other and, and appreciating each other, hey, you've, you, you've, you've had a successful Christmas gathering. Yeah, let me tell you something, Jason. You know, to get my family together, just me, my wife, and my kids together to get a good picture, it's an act of the House of Representatives, the Senate, the Supreme Court, and the President all being on the same page to get it done. They had the par- You have to bring in the Parliament sometimes. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I could imagine, because I, I have been around, uh, you know, uh, a, little, a little bit and seen a little bit. And, you know, I don't know how you guys have the energy to manage it. I really don't. Well, I'll tell you, me and my wife work as a team. Uh, and that's really the biggest thing that gets us to work as a team. We do everything as a team. So, I mean, it, it helps. You've got to have that unity, don't you? Absolutely. Let's see, Let's see here. Um, you know, there's something else I read here that kind of stood out to me. Um, and it said, to determine to be the kind person at the gathering, to be the happy person, and to be thankful within yourself to the point that external actors don't affect you. Now, that, there's a lot in that statement. But when you make the decision, and I, I've actually done that years ago. Boy, we were dreading one particular gathering. And my dad's like, oh, man, you know how they're going to be. You know how this is going to be. And I said, you know what? Now I'm going to go in there and I'm just going to be happy and I'm going to be kind to everybody and whatever they do is however they do. And that was one of the better Christmas gatherings I've ever been to for myself. Well, Jason, I, I, I want to make a statement about that. That, uh, 
that makes a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Let's say everybody else was having a, a bad day or a bad year going into that family gathering, and you showed up with a good attitude, a happy, thoughtful spirit. You know, that could affect everybody else's attitude going forward. Yes, it could. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but now, Mr. Ash, one big issue that comes up, and we've talked about it, uh, like you had alluded to in a past episode about the death of the family gathering. What do you do when things start to change over time? When, as, as a lot of people our age are saying and, and now, because we hear it, some of the older relatives are gone. Now, all of a sudden, people don't get together anymore. Um, you know, the, all the bad blood after mom, after grandma and grandpa are gone, all the bad blood rises to the top. Um, what do you do when all of a sudden you look around and things have changed? How do you try to try to salvage that and and and, and, and understand it and accept it? And, and and not let not let it make you as depressed or sad. Maybe more maybe motivated. I don't know what what do you think about all that? Well, Jason, I think like we said before that you know our our generation has kind of seen the death of the family gathering. Yeah. But I also on the other hand of that, I think it is our our generation's responsibility to see the rebirth of the family gathering. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, and I think you do that just by, you know, communicating with your family and, uh, you know, making sure you're talking to your cousins and your, your brothers and sisters and your children when you get into an older age to bring bring a family gathering back together. Right, right, right. So what you're saying is that maybe you should look at it and, and instead of look, because, you know, we always look to the past. We always look to that time when we were young because everything is new and it all seems like magic. You know, you think it's always going to be that way. And then one day it's not. What you're saying is a, a good way to deal with that is, is to look at it as, okay, the torch is passing a little bit. Now I need to take on the responsibility myself. You're absolutely right, Jason. Uh, pick up the torch. If, mm-hmm. uh, if somebody if somebody else in your family is not picking up that torch to uh, keep the light of your family gathering burning, Pick the torch up yourself. Pick up the responsibility, huh? Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, I think I agree with you totally. I, I, I think that's a great way to deal with it. And, you know, and if people may be responsive, they may not be. They may reach back to you. They may not. But be thankful for those who do want to get together and then try to keep it up. You know, say, well. You know, we got a few people here this year and, you know, things didn't go like I hoped they would be thankful for uh, who was there and how they went and say, okay, next year we're going to try again and we're going to try to invite some more people. And if somebody wants to be here, great. We welcome them. If they don't, that's okay too. Absolutely. And that's a point I was going to bring up, you know, one year, your first year getting it going back together, you might not have, you know, all the family there, but the next year, uh, someone that didn't come may say, hey, you know what? I heard about this. They said it went great. It was a good time. We're going to go this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it spreads. And then it becomes, you know, it, it turns into something that you can be proud of. 
Uh, Absolutely. But now, what? Let me ask you about this though, because because this does happen sometimes, um, and and it is it's a tough situation to be in, I'm sure, uh, especially for some some people. It may not bother so much, but what if a person doesn't have that much family, or their family was never close? And they feel like they're alone at Christmas. What can they do, man? Because well, you, you know, never you never feel as alone as you feel when you feel alone at Christmas. You're absolutely right, Jason. You know, let's let's look at it this way. Let's say uh, let's say your family has a big gathering, and you have a coworker maybe that you know don't have a whole lot of family. Hey, why not invite that? Why not invite that guy over? That lady over to. To enjoy some, you know, holiday time with a family. You know, that's a great idea. That's a re- would you reach out to other people who may not have family to go to, may not have a, a big circle of friends to invite them, and reach out to those folks. That's that. That's that's definitely. Um, I, th- I think I, I I wish more people did that. You know, I'm not saying go out and find a complete stranger on the street and invite them to Christmas dinner. That would be insane. <laughs> but <laughs> they might say, they might wonder what's going on. They might wonder what you plan on doing to them when they get there. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, if if you have a coworker that you know don't have a family or they don't have a big family gathering, you know them pretty decent. Hey, it don't hurt to invite them over for a dinner or something. Not at all. And you know, a lot of people, um, and this has been, been becoming more popular over the past couple of years, but people who don't have large families or who maybe live very far away from their families have started um, what they call Friendsgivings, where they'll have other friends over who don't have that much family and, and, and kind of kind of enjoy the holiday around Thanksgiving as, as a group. And you, you can do the same thing with Thanksgiving. We all know people, if you're alone or you don't have very much family or they just don't want to have anything to do with each other, you know other people that you know personally that are in the same situation that would love to get together and just have a little Christmas cheer. You're absolutely right, Jason. So, um. You know, something else probably that would help you um, is, is to find a way to help others. Because there again, this time of the year, it's it's a it's a tough time when, when people are, are really, especially when they have kids and they're and they're going through a tough time. You know, this is this is a time of the year when there are a lot of folks you can reach out and help. Absolutely. Uh, there's always somebody that's that's going to be in need. And around the holidays, it's really important to make sure that people understand that there are people there to not necessarily help you, but there's kind-hearted people out there that want to help you. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, people need to people need to understand that they're, they're not alone. Right. And, and you know, that um, you never know what that one act of kindness or, or reaching out to somebody and letting them know, hey, you're not alone. I care about you. Or we're both alone. Let's get together, and then we won't neither one be alone anymore. You know? Absolutely. Uh, that one act of kindness, Jason, that could prevent somebody from committing suicide or from just having a bad day. Yeah, 
just being in despair. Um, you know, um, one thing I think that, you know, you hear a lot about now, um, I think people are more aware of it. It's not a new thing, but just practicing being grateful and being thankful for what you have, just for the, just for the very fact that you're woke up breathing. Absolutely. Jason, I couldn't tell you how many times that I go through the day that I just, Hey, I thank God for the, for the situation I'm in or the, the good things that happen or, or it, maybe if it's something negative that, you know, I, I still learn a lesson from it. You do, you do, you know, and that's kind of um, a lot of the stoic philosophers would, would say that they'd say, you know what, when bad things happen to me, I say, thank God, because somebody else might not have been able to bear it like I can. Absolutely. You know, and and that, you know, instead of pit, you know, instead of woe is me, you know, the self pity trap that we all fall into, you know, maybe you should look at it and say, okay, this thing has happened or this, you know, or I am going through a hard time, but there's an opportunity to learn and to become a better and different person. You're absolutely right. And, and one thing that um, you and I talked a little bit about um, just in, in our last episode, and, and it's right in line with this particular part of what we're talking about um, is that this time of the year, uh, you you always have folks that that uh, and, and and you know and I include you and I include me in this who have lost someone very close to them around in during the Christmas season yep. and you know that is a very tough situation uh, particularly when it's close family a grandparent a parent a child. Or, or, or a, a wife or husband, um, you know, that's, that's not an easy thing to give someone a advice on because it's such, it's such a personal thing and it's such a powerful thing, but you know, what, what would, what, what would you recommend to someone who's going through that? who is especially someone who's lost, like I said, a spouse or a child. Um, This time of the year, if they have, especially if they lost them around this time of the year, can absolutely just be uh, not just depressing, but paralyzingly depressing for them. Well, Jason, I'm going to give you my mindset and my, my train of thought on this and, Somebody else might have another opinion on it, but if you lose somebody around the holidays, let's look at look let's look at facts. When people pass on, they don't want us to continue to mourn for them. Uh, and especially around the holidays, let's say this person they loved Christmas. We're just going to use that as an example. You're doing them a dishonor by not continuing to celebrate that holiday or uh, get together at a family event. You're doing them a dishonor by not doing that. So be happy going in. I mean, then look at the other side. They're not here suffering anymore. Well, that's true. That's true. You know, uh, particularly if they had that they were if they had an illness, a prolonged illness. Um, you know, uh, that that's that's one thing you can look at and say, well, thank God they're not in pain anymore. Um, 
Right, and like I, like I said, Jason, you know, and just uh, honor them by going to these these holidays and 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 go through the holidays and just honor them by being happy through it. Well, so that's that, and, and I understand what you're saying there. Um, it's to a certain point, it's like you're making a little bit of a sac. And, and this is going to sound crazy, but you're making a sacrifice in their honor to try to carry on a little bit of happiness almost as a way of, of, of sharing that with them and sharing it in their memory. Right. Like I'm going I'm to put it this way. When I pass on Jason, I'm sure people are going to mourn for me, but I don't want them to mourn for mm-hmm. me. I want them to celebrate my life, celebrate the good times we had and be happy. Right. Right. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, my wife, on the other hand, said she would prefer I mourn uh, pretty much for the rest of my days if, if she goes before I do. <laughs> right, right. But, um, but yeah, I, you're right. You have to. I think it's something, uh, you know, of course, sometimes it doesn't hurt to get professional help with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, nothing at all wrong um, with it. Counseling and therapy can be very, very helpful. Um, seeking out other people who have gone through similar types of losses around the holidays. Um, and, you know, just, and, and there again, like I said, it's, it's, it's hard to give a lot of advice on that because it's such a, a personal thing. Trying to take that opportunity, like you said, to honor them by celebrating the holiday in their honor. Um, Absolutely. You know, that's, I think that's that's a way to help some of the he- take some of the healing, um, for sure. Uh, no doubt. Know. And you know there there are people that are that that are going through the same thing, uh, reaching out to them and tra- and trying to be there for them because you can relate. You know, especially someone who's who's lost, like I said, a, a spouse or a child. Well, there are other people you know who who are going through the same thing. I, I, I you know, reaching out to them and trying to be there for them, and and and, and trying to encourage each other. Um, I think that's another good way to deal with that. That that's absolutely beautiful, Jason. I couldn't have said it better. But. Um, You know, and uh, as far as uh, the rest of what we talked about in our first episode, there are a couple of um, little subtopics here. Um, and one of them kind of goes back to the beginning of the episode tonight. Um, and it relates not just to a family holiday gathering, but uh, I guess relates to dealing with people in general, particularly during the holidays. And that's, that's what I call the toxic paradox. How do you deal with toxic personalities? Well, you just, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard, it's hard to do, but you just got to go in and show the people some love, man. Cause that might change your attitude. Well, that's true. That's true. So, um, some, you know, Sometimes they may be hard to love or hard to 
have a positive attitude toward, but your positive attitude can affect their attitude. So what? So some sometimes people will say or advise advise that you need to limit your exposure to toxic people, and what you're saying is maybe limit your exposure to the toxicity, but not to the person. Absolutely, because like I said, your good heart and your good personality could change their toxicity. And you know that you have to really put that in your head and think it through because, you know, of course, someone that is toxic to you and just rubs you the wrong way and you know they're going to try to keep at it until they get you. Our first inclination is just, I don't have nothing to do with them. I just don't want to be around them. But then, especially if it's a close relative, sometimes it can be a parent. Sometimes it can be a, a, re- a brother or sister. Then you feel guilty because even though they're like the way they are, you feel like, you know what? I'm not going to have them forever. I, I need to try. So, Going by what you're saying, what you're advising, and I agree with you, by the way, you need to try to, on one hand, ignore or be prepared for that toxicity. And if you need to take a break from it, take a break. But at the same time, try to show them as much love and consideration as possible. And hopefully that the, 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 the good could possibly defeat the bad. You're absolutely right. Um, you just got to show people love, man. That's true. That's true. I agree. I agree with that. And, 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 and you know, I, I said I called it the toxic paradox. On the other side of it, don't be the toxic person. You know, sometimes when, when you walk into a, a tense situation and you can't find who the toxic person is, it's because you're the toxic person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you're absolutely right and Jason. I've been that uh, guy before <laughs> well who hadn't at some, at some point you know you're going to Thanksgiving dinner or 4th of July to get together and you have a few too many drinks before you get there and you're the toxic person <laughs> that time I, I can assure you that's been me I can assure you and um, you know so you know, try to go in with the right attitude apply some of these things we've talked about avoid the self-pity trap because no one knows what the hell is wrong with you anyway and, and everybody's got their own problems <laughs> i mean they do everybody's got their own problems and issues so it doesn't do it it doesn't it doesn't help you to get caught in the self-pity woe is me you know poor me poor me and it's easy i've been there we've all been there um um, another thing that, that we had talked about in the last episode was avoiding the materialism trap. In other words, we all, we've, we, we've all complained at one time or another that Christmas was over-commercialized or felt the pressure, you know, uh, from, for gifts, for money, for, you know, you got to have these clothes to go to this event. Um, you know, I think that can be a heavy, heavy, especially on someone with kids. That can be a heavy weight. Um, and, you know, you got to have some ways of dealing with that or it's just going to it's going to make it a miserable 
um, time of the year that you really don't look forward to. Absolutely, Jason. You know, the holidays and and all, it's not it's not all about the gifts. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I don't enjoy getting gifts because I, I do enjoy Boy, getting I do gifts. Too. But I enjoy, I enjoy giving gifts right. as well. Right. You, you just can't let that take the main focus of the holiday season and ruin the whole thing. I agree. Keep it within reason. Don't go crazy and spend yourself into oblivion to where you don't know if you can pay the bills the next month. Do what you can do and try to enjoy the moment. Try to enjoy the season and other people because it's it's going to pass very quickly anyway. It absolutely is, Jason. Uh, the holidays are just a brief moment, mm-hmm. and uh, they're going to be gone oh, before yeah. you know it. Oh, yeah. And then we'll be into January, and before you know it, we'll be back to another Christmas. Right. Absolutely. It, it, and it goes it by does. that quick. It does. You know, just this week, for the first time um, in years, I had someone ask me if I was ready for Santa Claus. They said, are you ready for Santa Claus? And I said, well, he's coming regardless. You know, I had a, I had a busy day at work today, and I didn't – on the way home today, I just then now realize that, hey, tomorrow's yes, Christmas Yes, it is. Eve. Yes, it is, indeed. Are you ready for Santa Claus, Mr. Esch? Buddy, I have been ready for Santa Claus months since well, months ago. He, he'll be glad to hear that. I hope so. I hope I've been good enough this I year to get a good gift. Too. I hope you get everything you want. And sounds like you're doing pretty good down there. Sold two cars today. Sold two today. That was my. That's a personal best right you. now. I hear you. Uh, really, really close to my goal that I had set for myself for the month. And uh, my small goal, and then I had a bigger goal. But we're gonna we're gonna get the small goal first, and then try to. Hit you know, it's kind goal. of funny since you started working down here, or down there. Um, I've, I've gotten several <laughs> several friend requests on social media from from other people that work at Bill Penny Ford. Yes, I have. have. You really? So I thought, well, there, uh, Mister Ash is not only selling cars, but he's increasing my circle of friends. Right. Well, I, I promote the podcast to my well, coworkers. Good. Man, that's great. That's awesome. Well, did you have any other thoughts? on Christmas gatherings and Christmas conundrums, um, in, anything that, that, that would be on your mind or heart about this? Well, Jason, I just want to say this. Uh, to all our listeners, first of all, I want to wish y'all the most Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Whatever you celebrate at this, this time of year, I just want y'all to have the best time possible. Enjoy your time with your family. You never know when that time is going to pass and you're not going to be able to do that anymore. Parents, enjoy the time with your kids while they're young because they're not going to be young forever. That's something that I'm experiencing right now. My two older kids, they're growing so fast. All of them are growing fast. But enjoy the, the little things, the, the big things. Enjoy it all while you can. Because the next next thing you know, you're going to be a grandparent, and you're going to be the grandparent at the family it gathering. It happens right before you know it. it. Happens right before you. You're exactly right. Those moments, those times, 
don't wish them to go faster and, and to hurry up and get over with so you can get to the house because you'll be looking back saying, boy, those were the good times. You're absolutely right, Jason. You know, like I said, just, you know, folks from the bottom top wholeheartedly, Merry absolutely. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. I hope it's wonderful. Absolutely. Now, Jason, with, with, with that out of the way, I, I know I talked to you before the show and you started watching the Mandalorian. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And um, actually, when we get through recording this episode, I will be watching the last four episodes of season two tonight. Fantastic. Well, next week when we get together to record, we can talk about I'm the Mandalorian. I'm excited about that, man, because I have... Um, you know, I've been kind of held back from it a little bit, been a little bit on the outside looking in. So, you know, I, I basically just said, listen, I'm not going to you talk about that because I haven't watched it. Now I'm in the dark, but now I feel I feel like I am a full fledged Mandalorian. Absolutely, <laughs> brother. We'll be on the same, we are on the same now. page. And I'm going to tell you, brother, um, in my honest opinion. And I believe you you may share this. You may not, but I believe you do. I believe that series, The Mandalorian, has saved the Star Wars franchise. I think so, too. John Favreau has done a fantastic oh, man, job. Man, is that guy not solid gold? I mean, look at the work he done with, oh, with the MCU. If it wasn't for him, there would be – really, there'd be. Because if it were not for him, you would have no Robert Downey Jr., that's so, exactly I mean, right. The guy is just batting a thousand. Yep. Yep. Man. It is. It's but amazing. No, I'm, I'm excited about it, man. It and it just keeps getting better. Um, we're on the episode. I, we're not quite to the episode where uh, Ahsoka, is it Ahsoka Tano or Ahsoka Tano? Something, yeah, like, something that. like that. He's about to head that way. He's gotten... He's gotten off wow. of that uh, planet where he met um, the heiress to the throne of Mandalore. Uh, and so he's, he's there, and now he's back where he started, trying to get his ship fixed, uh, hanging out with Carl Weathers and um, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the big chick that beats people up. Right, right. Gina Carano. <laughs> Yeah. You know, he's back hanging out with them, and everything's cool so far. And, uh, buddy, I'm, I'm excited about getting back on that and seeing what old Mando does next. Yep, yep. Well, brother, I think it's time to bring a close to the show. Uh, All right. Folks, honestly, from, from our families to your family, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope that hope you got something out of this episode, because I think between the two of us just discussing it, I think we both did, and um, I hope it helps somebody, um, you know, on, on, on some topic to have to do with this holiday season. Absolutely. Folks, we'll see y'all next time. God bless. Happy God bless.